Let me tell you, it was like pulling teeth getting this screener from Netflix. They were like, oh, it's coming tomorrow. No word. Couldn't get any response. Then they're like, oh, it's coming later today. Then I got it last night at like 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And they're like, yeah, you can watch it. And the, the embargo lifts at the last minute before it becomes available to the public, of course, uh, this Friday, August 14th. So naturally, I thought it was going to be horrible. Maybe that was their game. Maybe they lowered my expectations like like below surface level. Because I got to say, when I sat down to watch this thing ridiculously late last night, I thought it was pretty good. It was a pretty good Netflix movie. And that uh, and I do mean to qualify it as a Netflix film. And by this point, I think you know what I'm talking about. These are movies that are better than direct to video fare. No question but not quite theater-worthy either. These are movies that seem like they have potential rather than actually realizing that potential. I can't tell you how many times I've watched a Netflix movie, and I'm sure you've had the same experience, where you're like, oh man, this could have been like, it's it's so close to being amazing. And I I think that's kind of like the same situation here. Now, speaking of recent Netflix movies, I would say that Project Power isn't quite extraction good, but it's more on par with The Old Guard, which was very enjoyable. Uh, The latter two, I put a little bit of a notch below Extraction because Extraction was a a stunt extravaganza, whereas The Old Guard and Project Power are lighter on action than you would want, to be honest with you. I I mean, they keep teasing what Jamie Foxx's power is the whole movie, and I felt it only kind of paid off, to be honest with you. I was like, meh, 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 but I had a good time up until then. Uh, and also like Old Guard, Project uh, uh, Power stars an Oscar winner, which is kind of funny when you think about it. But anyway, just like Charlize Theron in The Old Guard, Jamie Foxx is quite good in Project Power. In the trailer, Dominique Fishback's character says that she and Fox could be like Batman and Robin. And I have to say, it put a smile on my face watching the actual film that they managed to accomplish that at certain points, where I was like, she is his Robin, and he is Batman. In fact, her character is even named Robin. And then I was like, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt played Robin. It was hilarious. I quite enjoyed it as a comic book fan. And if you are a comic book fan, there are no new ideas in Project Power. If you're into comics, you've seen all of this. Every single bit, every stereotype of a comic book is in this movie. However, Newbie screenwriter Matson Tomlin does manage to piece together a pretty solid mystery. It wasn't an amazing mystery, but I was engaged. I was engaged, definitely. And it does play like Batman Light in New Orleans instead of Gotham. And I have to say, New Orleans, you know, this is both good and bad, is not a bad stand-in for Gotham, to be honest with you. But get this. This is where it gets really meta. Tomlin was recently hired to co-write the Batman off of this screenplay. Project Power is his very first screenplay. Uh, he's written one other thing, and then he got he leveled up to the Batman. And I have to say, I'm not surprised, because that just shows how Batman-y this movie is. It has a solid mystery. Again, not amazing, but solid. And Jamie Foxx does do a lot of Batman-style detective work. He like does the real-life equivalent of, I'm going to drop you off this building if you don't tell me what I want to hear. And I, it, it was working for me. It was working for me. And of course, we know that detective work is the angle that Matt Reeves wants to play up in his upcoming Batman film. I just hope that Tomlin gets better at writing third acts, because this one, as I said, was weak. Well, only the second half of the third act was weak. The first act of the third act 
wasn't so bad. But then it got like real bad real quick. But you know what? It's his first screenplay, so I'll allow it. Um, also, by the way, the key to the powers, which don't worry, I won't spoil here, but while I understand that Tomlin wanted to ground the powers in reality, I felt that that reveal undercut the entire movie and any potential for a sequel. I was like, I don't like it. I will not allow that. I thought it was a mistake. I just felt that it was an unnecessary restriction story-wise that didn't make a lot of sense anyway. I wasn't like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. We should go with it. I was like, you know what? I don't like it. I don't like it from a story perspective and I don't like it from a fan perspective. I just, I guess that's also what kind of hurt the third act for me. I was like, don't like it. There is, however, a very cool bank robbery action sequence earlier on in the film that was a lot of fun, and easily I felt the highlight. It was both tense, but also absurd. You know, the kind of craziness that would happen in real life if such a situation were to happen. But And, and on that note, I do think the film does a nice job depicting what, what, it, what it would be like if there was a drug that could give you a superpower for five minutes. I was like, man, you gotta get this above five minutes. But don't worry, that's how the movie feels too. They're like, five minutes is not enough. And apparently you can take one pill right after the other, uh, which I thought was unusual. I was like, there's no, there didn't seem to be any side effect for taking them in quick succession. But it seemed, you know, like any cheap movie or television show that depicts this kind of genre storytelling, right? But back in the day, because of course now we have stuff like Umbrella Academy and The Boys, which are far more high budget than, than this, than this venture. Now, in addition to the script, what makes Project Power fun to watch are the actors. As I said, Fox is fantastic, exuding the type of star power that first made him a household name, but that we haven't seen in a while. Uh, and while at first I thought that his southern accent was ridiculous, and then I felt he lost it a little bit, but then he got it back. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt also does a great job and reminds you why we used to like him as well. But we know that at some points, Fox and Joseph, Lord, J- Joseph Gordon-Levitt can do well. And we also know that directors Henry Juice and Ariel Shulman are professional directors. So it's kind of weird to see them in a movie like this, which is usually reserved for up-and-comers. You're like... Of course you guys did a good job because you're punching below your weight. So it's kind of hard for me to applaud you for, you know, being in the kiddie pool. You should, you should be challenging yourselves more than this. I mean, this is, this is someone's good, this is a good first script for Mattson and Tomlin. It's not a good movie for Henry Joost and Ariel Shulman, who've been making movies for quite some time. I don't think they push themselves hard enough. Fox and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I guess you can argue it's a return to form for them. But even with them, you know... They should be, at their level, they should be doing more. But that's why it's the newbies, uh, screenwriter Tomlin and Dominique Fishback, that are the real superstars here. We've talked a lot about Tomlin. Let's talk about Fishback, who's fantastic. I'm so happy she was cast. We know the type of black actress that Hollywood usually likes to hire. And that's fine, but I think we should have some variety. Like we do when, well, not always, but you know, I'm a big fan of depicting everybody who goes to see the movies. And I thought that uh, Dominique Fishback was very relatable. I thought she was great. So to see her front and center, to see them cast her instead of what Hollywood usually does, and for her to be so amazing in the role, was just a real joy. I thought it was great. She's funny, she's cool, and she's asked to rap, and I thought she did a very nice job. 
And yes, that is Casey Neistat who shows up very briefly. He doesn't have very many lines, but I gotta say, I totally believed him in his role and he never broke me out of the film. I wasn't like, Casey Neistat, that's ridiculous. I was like, oh, it's Casey Neistat. He's doing a pretty darn good job. He also gets to be part of what I'd say was the second coolest action sequence in the film. Now, it wasn't particularly exciting, and you could clearly tell that they shot it that way to save money. But it was clever. It was clever. I was like, ah, oh, this is a nice idea. This is nice. I appreciate, if you're gonna save, if you're gonna have to save money, I appreciate you at least making it interesting for me. That was one of the stronger directorial choices that Ju uh, Joost and Shulman made. It was like, I think maybe the only strong directorial choice they made. If only they'd made more of those. But as I said, it was not particularly, ex I mean, so I guess the two action sequences I did like, I did think those were good, but I don't think they did enough to elevate the rest of the movie. And like any, any kind of Netflix movie, there's a lot more talking than you would expect in a, in a movie about people who have superpowers for five minutes. But thanks again to the acting, you end up being okay with that. So that's my review of Project Power. Definitely one of the better Netflix movies and I think definitely worth your time and a good watch. So. What do you think? Share your thoughts down below, subscribe today, and of course, as always, you can check out some more videos right now.